Welcome to Travel Market Life, your companion for industry insight and professional and business development. Travel Market Life, join us by webcast, video or podcast. And welcome back to Travel Market Life, where we are taking a trip around the travel market and speaking to people uh, with across the industry to find out how they're dealing with it and some of the planning scenarios for the lockdown exit strategy. We're going to be joined today by Danny Wayne, the commercial manager at Hotel Plan Group's Holiday Home Division. He's also director of the ITT, the Institute of Travel and Tourism. Today, we're going to be talking about uh, refunds policy, uh, supply chain and partner support, upcoming travel bookings, planning scenarios, and most importantly, how are we going to reboot the industry? You can check out some of our other uh, episodes where we've been talking to people within wholesale, within digital marketing, uh, refunds, and in revenue management, as well as pricing. So you can check those out on www.travelmarket.life. So, Hello to you, Danny. How are things going? Hi, Ryan. Yeah, really well, thank you. How are you? Yes, uh, all things going well. The sun is finally shining again, so I'm very pleased with that. So, um, how have things been? I mean, it must have been a quite a busy time, both um, being a director of an association and organisation, really helping to support people in the industry, um, as well as uh, running um, quite um, a, a business that's obviously been ma- massively affected by the cancellations of, of bookings. That's right. Yeah, it's been extremely busy. Um, within the holiday home division, of course, we've got properties all around the world. And so we've had uh, clients that were um, all around Europe in particular. And so it's had a big impact on us, not only from an operational perspective, but also looking forward with forward bookings as well, which of course have have slowed down and been impacted. And from an ITT perspective, we had various events that were planned kind of in the short term that we've had to postpone. And we've certainly been moving more online to try and support our members that way as well, through different initiatives really there's been a lot for us to be able to get our heads around and I guess the best thing that we can all do is to share information and to collaborate because that information can be really hard to come by and in particular I guess it's how we've been dealing with the refunds policy so albeit that it's been six weeks now um, that refunds debate and discussion is still ongoing Um, what are your uh, experiences of having to deliver refunds and uh, the approach that you're taking in the business That's right. Yes. Refunds have been a really hot topic. And uh, I think it's fair because it's uh, really, from a customer perspective, it's very important right now. Um, We are in the fortunate position where we've been able to issue refunds to clients. So within the rolling suspension of our operations, we've been automatically going ahead and processing those refunds. Uh, Looking further ahead, we've been operating more flexible amendment terms as well without penalties. And so trying to support customers and partners as much as possible through this difficult period. Um, I think across the industry as a whole, it's opened up well, many cans of worms uh, along the way. Um, it's going forward is really going to impact on the whole supply chain and where that customer money sits, who's responsible for it. And this situation is still ongoing at the moment. I mean, there's there's obviously that debate between whether you refund through vouchers or or by cash, and that's still sort of an ongoing discussion. How are you trying to approach that um, within your holiday home division? Yeah, we're being proactive. So we're contacting our clients and our partners in advance. Uh, So we know 
pretty much if we're going to be extending these uh, the sort of rolling cancellations. And so we are contacting partners and say, would your clients like to move to a later date? The properties we're contracting further in advance. So we are allowing clients to move to next year if they prefer to as well. And that way, at least it keeps the whole booking within the, the kind of the whole value chain. The client also has something to look forward to. But of course, if they're in a position where they need to have a refund, then we're able to cancel down the booking and process the refund for them i i mean it does throw a lot of the uh pricing models in jeopardy now doesn't it because i mean these non-refundable rates are something that has really sort of grown and developed and evolved over the last um five ten years to a point where they really added such a huge amount of value but at a time when that you are definitely going to see cancellations through uh, first majeure um therefore you know where does uh, who who is the responsibility there does it sit on the customer or does it sit within the business um how are you looking at sort of like pricing mechanisms and, and, and pricing structures going forward? Because I guess that's going to be a quite um, a quite a clear risk in future about how you handle refunds. Yeah, I think pricing has to be more flexible across the whole industry. Um, you have so many people that are in that supply chain from start to finish and people that you're paying deposits to. Um, my previous life, I was running a company called Perfect Weddings Abroad. And of course, there were lots of different people involved in a wedding and deposits that you were paying out there. So it's not as straightforward as people think. Um, and potentially because of the Thomas Cook failure. There was a lot in the press about hotels that hadn't been paid for potentially three to six months. And so people maybe have this perception that everyone is on post-departure payments and credit, um, which isn't the case. So I think people will need to look at their business models and think, well, maybe we need to increase our prices to make a bit more margin, make the business more sustainable. Uh, and I know trust accounts have been kind of put forward as something that could help which they do solve the kind of uh, the protection of the money issue, but also from a trust account, you are still usually paying forward to airlines and to various suppliers. So it doesn't fix everything. Yeah, I mean, as you say, there is that supply chain. And we were speaking to Rob Russell from AC Group yesterday uh, about um, the wholesale market. And in particular, you're often working with uh, small independent or private companies, all of which need to manage their cash cash flow. It's not like they've got huge tanks of cash reserves there to dip into. So it, it is a matter of looking at your network and looking at your supply chain, I guess, and and and, and seeing you know who who is at most risk and, and who's at most risk of 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 failing and, and therefore not I not be able to provide that product that I've relied on for so long. That's right. And I think at this time, people are reviewing who they're working with and payment terms as well. And um, this actually, this situation, as difficult as it is, is really a good time for you to look at your business model and think, should I revolutionize it now? Should I do something completely different going forward? So look at this as an opportunity is something I would say to businesses. Yeah, I mean, you know, we talk about sort of like what's going to happen over the rest of 2020 and um, what's going to emerge in 2021. Um, have you been involved in any really interesting sort of perspectives on how these pricing models or how these new structures could be developed? Any any sort of like insights there on, on what people could be considering? Yeah, um, I think it's about looking at the, well, seasonality is one and yield management is really important, um, particularly within the vacation rentals market and holiday homes, because I think it's been very common within airlines and within uh, hotels in particular uh, over the years. Um, there probably will be a move towards really polarizing of 
early bookings and late bookings. So that kind of middle term market that we've been used to is probably going to go. So that will be something you need to consider from a pricing perspective. So whether you're having lower prices to begin with, like the airlines, the, particularly the low cost airlines have uh, tended to do, um, or whether you're going to have to go the other way, particularly in sort of summer 2020, hopefully we, we will get some market back and reducing prices for more of a late market there is something that you need to consider as well. Um, from our perspective, we're really looking more at domestic travel for the remainder of 2020, and um, that would be within each of the countries that we operate in. And then kind of a better case scenario would be that the borders start to open back up and we can have more travel across the EU. I mean, certainly looking at it from a holiday rental perspective, we've seen the boom in that market as a result of Airbnb. Uh, we've seen a diversification um, for the different types of properties that are out there. Um, and it, it's really sort of moved almost replicating how hotels were managing their online distribution, their pricing. So there, as you say, it's worth looking um, at other sectors and, and how they've evolved and, and taking some of the, the techniques that they've used, I guess, for revenue generation and, and getting themselves out to market because you can't just rely on one channel necessarily now and you can't rely on one set of price. Um, it's opportunities of increasing revenue through ancillary products or, or services, I guess. And there's there's many different ways in which we can we can look at that through through using technology of which um, the the holiday rental market has, has has really sort of developed over the last few years. That's right. There are so many companies coming in from a tech perspective to try and help you to increase your um, your pricing, but also your uh, yields as well, and and ensuring you're getting your sort of maximum capacity there. Um, and looking at things like shoulder seasons, uh, particularly if this summer that we have a, a bad summer, I think that will force some people to look at maybe being a bit more flexible during the uh, shoulder season and the winter period to try and get back some of that cash and to get the bookings coming in again, looking forward to 21. Yeah, I mean, it's as you mentioned, you know, the biggest challenge as well is the fact that each market is going to open up on its own it's, it's all going to be very much looking locally um and i guess the strategies there um need to change for what are you presenting what products are you presenting to visitors and making those websites more dynamic that does propose a challenge for global businesses i guess you know if you've got someone from spain um looking for a trip then they're obviously going to be looking for it they only are able to travel in spain so it's about making those those websites and those products quite flexible but also visible at the same time that's right and i think your whole business mindset and the way that you're operating your business right now has got to be as flexible as possible uh in everything that you do so whether it's the types of customers that you're attracting whether it's the um the places that you may be distributing at the moment you've got to kind of reimagine those and think about are there other ways that we can get clients from different markets different areas different times of the year um it's obviously not easy for anyone but it does bring out innovation at times like this. And it does really uh, make people, I suppose, act more entrepreneurial, even if it's not necessarily natural to them. And that's a good thing.
Yeah, I mean, it's really going to push the boundaries of what technology can do and the capabilities of digital marketing, uh, particularly if you look at how you can optimize the performance of your customer relationship management system and really do highly targeted, highly segmented uh, marketing campaigns to different audience groups, but also breaking them up by geographical region. And I think that we are going to see that's going to be an imperative over the course of 2020. But 2021 is going to change. Um, There's been reports that uh, there's quite a few bookings coming in for next year what are you seeing yeah we're definitely seeing that um there's a huge percentage of our bookings right now are for 2021 and that's been the case probably for the last four to six weeks i would say um we are hoping and expecting that at some point we will get some late 2020 bookings coming in and we are getting some for the back end of this year but yeah, ski for uh, sort of January, February, March time is is good. But particularly next summer is where we're really seeing the bookings coming through. And also, I think because our default position has been issuing the refunds, um, that growth is actually natural growth as well. So it's not just because we're shifting people from 2020 to 21, which I know some companies have reported. Um, but yeah, people have got to prepare for uh, what is the kind of post-COVID era and really looking to reboot their business and pushing forward. Yeah, because I mean, we've had to change our plans. We've had to adapt as much as possible over the last few weeks. It's making us much more agile, that's for sure. And I know businesses that have had to rebudget four or five times. And we've seen some come companies on the beach was an interesting one uh, about how they've sort of prepared for this. And they've prepared for the worst possible case scenario. Um, Is that what you're advising both um, your partners and uh, members of ITT? Yeah, that's right. I think it's very sensible to have the worst possible scenario approach, but then also having a kind of a more realistic plan as well that your uh, your kind of uh, figures, your data that your gut feeling as well and experience is telling you. And then also having a more optimistic one uh, as well as, you know, hopefully things will uh, kind of uh, evolve as well. But yeah, having those different kind of scenario planning is really important. Yeah. And how would you go about sort of scenario planning? If it's the people who've never really had to do it before, um, what's the things that they should be looking at? Yeah, um, I think it's about, well, if it's a startup business, then it would be about your business plan. It would be about um, kind of uh, planning your cash flow and uh, understanding your product, how you're going to distribute it. So at a kind of a starting point, that's where I would start. If it's a more established business, then it's looking back at previous years is really important. And I think sometimes businesses fall into the trap of only looking back at last year. There may have been a big change in the market last year. There may be something very different. And so I I think you should look back two or three years as well. Um, And then also bearing in mind if there are new products that you're introducing, if there are new source markets maybe that you're moving into, new opportunities there. Um, And one thing that I've found I've benefited from from a network perspective is just being able to pick up the phone and have people within your network that you're able to kind of bounce ideas off run something by them Um, and at times like this when you're making difficult decisions and you're planning for things like this having that kind of uh, ear to to chew and people to talk to is really uh, helpful right now. 
Yeah, and even talking to um, businesses that are very similar to yourselves or even competitors, um, because we're all in this together. We all need to find a way of being able to get out of this together, because if if your business doesn't survive, well, my business may not survive. So how on earth are are we going to move ourselves forward? And I guess that's where the um, ITT um, really plays a great part for members. I've just become a member myself, finally, after planning on doing it for such a long time. Um, so what, what sort of things are you are, are happening at ITT right now and how can people get involved? Yeah, so we're uh, looking forward to our conference, which has uh, been postponed from June to the end of September, which is in Istanbul. And that's always the highlight of of the year. So hopefully that will go ahead. Uh, We do have networking events, which tend to be on a monthly basis that we're doing more online now. So we've introduced recently the members app. And so members can get involved and can support one another through that. And then that's kind of more on the professional development side of what we do. And then on the education side, we have an initiative called ITT Future You. And we launched our Talent Hub this week, which is to support talent within the industry. And I would say that's all different types of talent, young and old, people that are maybe career changers, but also looking to develop their career. And this is to really inspire people um, coming into the industry and really make them want to work in the industry, which covers everything from aviation, travel, tourism, hospitality, technology, finance and everything in between as well. Excellent, because there is going to be a worry now over the opportunities, especially for younger talent coming up and through, Um, especially this year. You know, we could be expecting a large number of redundancies um, and therefore high levels of unemployment. Um, I think, you know, as as we've... uh, I had a look is that if the local source markets are going to be the ones that are going to be growing first, it's looking, I guess, at how you can identify ways in which to build a business uh, amongst that and help to connect the industry. And, you know, I think all the most creative ideas tend to come out of most difficult periods. Um, and um, especially uh, for, for younger people, what sort of advice would you give them of, of trying to get involved within the industry and, and where could they be looking at developing their current skills and experience at this moment in time yeah i think trying to get some sort of work experience is really important so whether that is uh, paid work experience whether it's an internship it might be voluntary work uh, is key at times like this maybe when there there could be uh, less jobs uh, available i would always recommend looking a bit wider outside of the box or even if it's not necessarily directly working within a travel business even working within customer services it could be volunteering for the nhs i know people that are doing the uh, the 111 calls at the moment all of these experiences that you're having with dealing with people, difficult situations uh, are all really important. And you can see within the travel industry, there are so many crises that happen over periods of time that this experience that you have is uh, is going to stand you in good stead to be able to deal with those and flourish. Excellent. Um, and if you want to get more information about ITT, where can they go? Yeah, the website is the best place, which is itt.co.uk. And all of the information is there regarding uh, the professional development and also the education as well. Great. Wonderful. And do you see at the moment um, any sort of like specific travel trends that are going to open up? Um, Are people going to be looking for those experiential travel? Are you going to see more family travel or large group travel, Um, particularly within the holiday home division, uh, holiday rentals? uh, I mean, you know, there's there's, it's safer potentially um, than hotels because you're not you've got the socially distancing there. Um, But any particular trends that you might see in type of products that might open up? 
Yeah, I think experiences are always going to be there. And that's kind of the way the market has been moving for a period of time. So that will continue once we do open back up. We are, um, I would say, uh, hopeful about the holiday homes market for those reasons that you've just mentioned there. Will people want to go uh, to a large all-inclusive hotel and sit next to one another? Will they want to go on cruise ships? Um, Personally, I hope that they do because I love all of these different types of holidays. But in the shorter term, uh, being able to get in your car, drive to a, a destination and then stay in a holiday home, have your own swimming pool potentially as well, not having to share with other people. That does feel like uh, a safe environment. And uh, one of the things that we're working on really hard is where we have our local service offices in resorts and they manage the properties, they take care of the cleaning and having all of these safe processes in place and um, going above and beyond is going to be really key to, um, I think, helping the consumer and and give them the peace of mind going forward excellent and i mean you you've been in the industry for quite some time what actually got you into travel yeah um, i absolutely love travel i've always been very passionate about it um i didn't really like things like history and and stuff at school i've always loved going to places and learning about them while i was there and actually the the people that you meet the cultures learning from people that maybe have had a different background to you I've always enjoyed meeting people and I think I'm I would say, quite a good listener or at least an attentive listener. And so that's why um, I really enjoy kind of hearing from people and building the relationships. And so as soon as lockdown restrictions are lifted, where's your intended destination? Yeah, well, hopefully the ITT conference in Turkey uh, at the end of September. And then after that, I'd love to get on holiday somewhere like the Canary Islands um, and have a, a bit of a holiday. But right now, anywhere outside of this apartment would be <laughs> a really nice change of scenery. It is. I mean, for the great British public who spends uh, half the year having to hibernate because the, the, the days are so short and it's so cold, it's the time of year that we tend to spend most of it outside. So it's, um, it is rather a challenge, isn't it, Danny? It is, yes. But we will uh, we'll be very thankful when we do get out and enjoy the fresh air. Well, thank you very much for joining us today. You're welcome. Thanks for having me. So um, we've just uh, covered everything from uh, refunds to planning scenarios to getting ourselves out of 2020 through into 2021 to get those bookings up uh, and to get people traveling again. Check out all our other episodes on Travel Market Life. You can listen to us on YouTube throughout most of the podcast directories, including Apple, Spotify, Deezer and Google. And uh, you can also check out more of the updates on our website, travelmarket.life. I've been Ryan Haynes. Uh, I've your host and we'll be back with you very soon. Take care.